Hello everyone! This is your host P from the Praia Peaks. We'll be doing something different in this episode. With the world slowly going back to normal after countless lockdowns, I look back and notice social patterns such as couples having babies, the make or break of relationships, Golgona coffee, and all kinds of wedding plans rearranged. And speaking of weddings, today's guest is a bride who chose the road less traveled with her wedding theme. Whilst living in Canada since her family migrated, she's still stuck to her roots and we'll be sharing her story of having a Filipino-themed wedding. Welcoming my guest today, Allison! Hi, everyone! (laughs) Hello, hello! Welcome to my podcast, The Pariah Peaks. Do you want to share a little bit something from about yourself? Um, so my name's Allison, and I was uh, born and raised in uh, Dubai, United, United Arab Emirates, and I migrated, immigrated here to Canada in 2014. So I believe I've been here for like 16 years, I think. I don't think my math is right, but it's all somewhere along those lines. <laughs> um, and I recently got married in March, and with a nice uh, Filipino-themed wedding. So it was actually a pretty fun experience. <laughs> Thanks for that. And congratulations on the big wedding. I saw some photos, but you look absolutely gorgeous. And your entire entourage was really like raising the flag for the Philippines when I saw it. I thought it was really pretty. And cool. <laughs> okay. So, Alison, where were you born and raised? You were raised in Dubai. So you were born in Dubai as well? I was raised in Dubai, yes. I lived in Dara, Dubai, like Dara City. And so I lived by the clock tower, if if you know what it is. (laughs) Yes, and I I also, that's how I, I I believe that's how my parents met our our closest friends, like my, uh, one of my bridesmaids and my maid of honor. And that's how we stayed close over the years. And then we also moved here in in Canada too. And it's nice to have a a circle now. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like the Dubai crew moving to Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like quite a cool like experience, like seeing like your old friends and growing up with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't know about. I don't. Maybe I'm generalizing, but from what I can see, the the kids who migrated to Canada, when I look at them now, mm-hmm. like your your circle, you guys are pretty yeah. close knit, right? So like you guys yes. all celebrate your milestones all together and I see it and I'm like yes. wow that's that, that's that's so cool because like in this day and age it's long distance everything you know I was telling my yes. friends I was like forget long distance relationship it's long distance family long distance friendship but when I see you all it's like this this is like a dream for many kids I'm like oh your your bestie is a neighbor or like lives in the same city it's 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 actual goals yes yeah <laughs> so because we're in the theme of wedding could you tell us like how you and your husband met? Yeah, <laughs> I met my, my husband through my best friend from Dubai, which is my maid of honor. She actually used to work at American Eagle and I, she told me to come by one, one day and, and she said, like, oh, just come by um, <laughs> and maybe we can like, go somewhere after. It was during college or something. And then uh, and I saw him and then so my best friend, she's like, oh, by the way, this is Jeffrey. And so we met, and then ever since we've been we've been close, and we've been friends for actually ten years. Wow! And wow! Yeah, yeah. and then we kept crossing paths like so many times in random and unexpected places with with our past relationships too, like with our past partners, and yeah, and we just kept like, running into each other so much. And then when the moment where we were both finally single, we're kind of like, okay, let's hang out. Like, let's catch up. Like, all of a sudden, our friendship developed into this amazing relationship. And it's just been so much fun. Like, you know, finally, like, being with, like, your best friend and and going through all of, like, these amazing experiences. Like, you know, getting married. So, yeah, married life has always, has been so much fun <laughs> well by the way i'm a sucker for these stories and for weddings yeah i'm a big actually this is more for me than for you i'm kidding um because, <laughs> because i love weddings it's just a place where people can come together and just you yeah. know celebrate 
like you're saying you guys knew each other for 10 years so yeah. and then you guys became a couple yes yes finally uh, I've known her since I was like 19 or maybe 20 years old and yeah and three years ago we were finally a couple yeah <laughs> okay so like you guys were together for three years Oh, wow. Wow. So, did you know that he was the one? Or do you believe in the one? I do, yeah. I do believe in the one. Uh, well, you know, because like, uh, when I was young, I was just like, I wonder, I was always curious. I'm like, I wonder who would it be? Or, you know? Yeah. And um, I honestly did not expect that. Because when, when we started hanging out as friends, I was just like, okay, I think some, something's there. Because he invited, at first, our... It's fun. This is a funny story because when he invited me to his Christmas party, the back of my head, it's like, oh, it's definitely a date. And then I had to confirm with my with my best friend. I was like, is this a date? And he's like, yeah, it's totally a date. But then I don't want to say it to him because I don't want to be that person that's very like pushy. I think this is a date. <laughs> but, then, but he thought it was a, it was it was just like a friend thing, right? Because you know he didn't have a date for his Christmas party, and so but we went anyway. And then one of his coworkers, it was so funny, which was actually one of the people who got us together. Actually, <laughs> she was like, we were drinking lots, and we were drinking lots. And then she came up to me finally, and she pulled me aside. I'm like, you know, I just want to let you know, like when a guy invites you to his Christmas party, it means it's a date. It's so a date. My, this is a date. <laughs> it's a date. And then so when she uh, went up to him, to Jeffrey, and, and then she immediately went to him. She's like, oh, by the way, she really thinks that this is a date. And then so when Jeffrey finally like realized that when he, came, when he got home that day, he started seeing me in a different light. And then he was just like, I like it. I think I'm going to go with it. Yeah. And ever since we just started hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay really this again this is for me rather than for you <laughs> when i when i do this episode i get all killing so um I, I love listening to how people end up together question you were raised born and raised abroad well actually not yes. even in the philippines so did you when you were saying ah oh, you know what i wonder who i'm gonna end up with did you ever think you're gonna end up with a filipino guy honestly no i did not it really? was it was unexpected. I didn't expect that at all. It was just, I guess, it just somehow happened that he was Filipino. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. He's perfect. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now that we we know your story, how, how you guys met and how you guys came to be, how about the wedding? Like, uh, what's the backstory behind choosing the Filipino-themed wedding? I mean, I know it's obvious that you guys are both Filipino, but then... Nowadays, everybody's like, let's get married by the beach or like in the mountains or it's yeah. very non-traditional, you know? So what's the thinking behind that? So the backstory about why we wanted to do Filipino theme was, I'll go way back. So when I went home to the Philippines in 2012, so which is 10 years ago, and I... Because I started seeing like Filipino dresses and everything, because I, mean, I love, I love like the the the, the fabric, the texture, and, the and how like you know like the thermal or the the butterfly sleeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just find it so classy, and it just brings out like the Filipino culture so much. And it's conservative, but also very it you know, is, and uh, yeah, and I and I loved it so much, and I even bought one for myself. And when I bought it, I was like, I know I'll never wear this, but at least I have one for myself. And I and I just wore it and I didn't want to let it go. And I was just so in love with it. And when I was finally engaged, I was just like, I'm like, I wonder, in my head, I'm like, what am I going to wear? Like, what kind of dress? And then it finally came to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can wear my Filipiniana. And then obviously my Filipiniana that I bought doesn't fit because, you know, you over time, you grow sideways. <laughs> it's okay. Ten years later. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then I was just okay. I, I need to figure out who can make my Filipina. So I started asking, like, you know, one of my bridesmaids. And then I was just like, do you... I was asking around, like, does anyone know, maybe possibly in the Philippines, that could, you know, make me one? 
And one of the first ones that I actually reached out to, like he was actually pretty good because he did dresses for like Miss Universe wow. and like in the Philippines. I, I I tried to like over, I guess, over to you. <laughs> I don't know, like over, like, I guess, I, I just want to try. I just want to give it a try. You know? Yeah. I, and I, I, mean, I was so excited that I didn't even think about the budget because I was just like, you know, in the clouds. <laughs> and when I asked him, I was just like, oh, so I'm getting married, and then this is what I want. And so he gave me like his sketch and everything. It was beautiful, you know. And he, he was like, "Yeah, let's add some Swarovski like crystals oh my God. and everything." And then in my head, I was just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> and when he gave me the price, I was just like, "No, thank you, but no, thank you." Yeah. And so I had to, I had to walk away because yeah, it wasn't realistically. It wasn't a really a good option. Yeah. When I reached, when I finally reached out to a few people, one of them actually told me, "Hey, I know someone who actually makes really, really good Filipino dresses." And then she said, "It's uh, you know um, Frank Barrio. and I was like, "No, but this is the link, and this is who he is." And when I looked, I fell in love with with his creations and when I saw pictures of these other brides having, you know, turtles and butterfly sleeves, I was like, yes, I think this is the one. This is the one. So I started like emailing him at like four in the morning. Seriously? I was losing <laughs> No, but you know yeah, wedding planning I was losing sleep. <laughs> no, but I could imagine because like I'm a crazy planner. Like I've never been married. Oh but I'm a crazy planner. Like once the idea is planted in my mind and it has not been ticked, yeah. I aim to tick that box. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, Franco Barrio, I think he dressed up Heart Evangelista, actually. Yes, yes, he did, I believe, yeah. And I think a recent one, too, uh, former, I think one of the contestants for Miss Universe recently. Oh, okay. And I think in a recent actress, Jeff, I forgot her name, but yeah, like, oh. I'm just so amazing. He he just worked with me, and he he just knew he just knew what I wanted, and and then I was like, okay, so now that I have now I already got that Filipina Filipina dress down. Who's gonna make it? And now I was just like, so how about my Filipina um, bridesmaids? Okay, because I wanted them to wear right. Right. So I was just like. And I asked him, like, do you, can you make my bridesmaids a Filipiniana dress too? And he just did it. Yeah. And I also include my mom and then my, my, my mother-in-law. <laughs> wow. But I saw the photos that even, like, the whole crew, your husband as well. Yes. Is where I, was the barong made for them or it was separate? The barong was actually made by Heritage Barongs. Okay. I heard of them. I heard of them. Yeah. Yes. I think they're looking in Laguna, I believe. Him and his, yeah, him and his groomsmen and his dad and my dad. You guys look so respectful. Like, respect, not respectful, <laughs> respectable. It's like, wow, this could be what you might call it. The photos that you see in a presidential, you know, in Malacanang. Because when you see a Filipiniana, it's so, oh my gosh. It's like, all right, I'm going to salute. <laughs> It's funny because, like, when we were doing the reception, people were saying, you look like Imelda Marcos. <laughs> because of, like, you know, because, like, it felt like we were actually in the presidential, like, attire. It's, right. It's, it, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was just funny because, yeah. So, did your husband want to wear, do a Filipino theme, too? Yes, actually. Initially, he, before I even mentioned about my Filipiniana, he was just like, well, because like him and his cousins, because they're very, very close, they wanted to wear, they've always been wearing barongs and weddings, always. And, what, and when one of these cousins were getting married, they were always wearing barongs. So. And it's funny because like they have their own little group name, like between him and his cousins, it's called the Barong Boys. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I love it. And yeah, and he was just like so proud, I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing a barong. Okay. Cool, that's awesome. And then I told him, like, I'm going to wear a Filipiniana too, so we're going to match. See, did your husband also grow up in Canada? Or he was based somewhere else before that? He was born here. 
He was born uh, born and raised here. See, this is why I think um, this is very interesting because mm-hmm. not many kids will choose a Filipino themed wedding. Not like, let yes. alone even speak our mother tongue. Know how to speak our mother tongue if you're born yes. and raised abroad. You know, it's very hard yeah. to do that these days. So it's very cool, actually. I'm very enamored yeah. by this. <laughs> and he was, he was really raised well. He was raised in a very, like, uh, in a really well Filipino background, because on his father's side, there's a lot. He has a variety of cultures. There's German, oh. and there's East Indian. There's, um, there's, it's just a variety. And even though they have like a variety of cultures, they they still really connect. You know, even with the with the Filipino culture, because with the attire of our wedding, everyone still wore well, not all of them, but. Some wore a barong, and some wore a Filipino a dress. Like, and it was just really nice to see everyone coming together. And his family is just is just well well diverse in right. everything. And and for him, it's just he 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 just values you know his roots, and and he tries he really tries to speak Filipino. And when he does, it's like he he wants to make sure he says it right. And I respect that. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't actually been in the Philippines yet. Ever. And, ever. And and I'm and I'm, I'm and I'm slowly like trying to teach him like certain things, like slang or certain jokes. So so we rely on Instagram a lot and like, you know, like the humor <laughs> of our buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? TikTok and Instagram has been such a great platform for learning a language. There is actually uh another podcast i think it's the gallop with pat I, I think that's the name but she added me her and her husband added me on instagram and they actually teach on their platform how to speak the gallop slang formal i'll actually link it to you i watch it sometimes and i'm like this is interesting because they're they're based in america i think and they're a couple and then they use like training cards and how to speak uh, and pronounce the words because you know, you know that that running joke, ba 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 ba. Oh, ba ba ba. So yeah, that that Instagram has been really helpful for learning languages. I, I'll link you their their page later. Before this this recording actually happened, you mentioned to me you're from Mindanao. So yes, doesn't that have a different? Do don't they have a different dialect there? So, so. Mm. Do you have honestly? Sorry. Do you do you does your family speak a different dialect or is it like just the Gallup? In the household, when when my family comes together, we speak. They speak Bisaya. Mm-hmm. I I can understand and sp- I can understand. But I can speak very little. Mm-hmm. But I usually respond in Tagalog. The funny, well, the thing is, is that when we when we were raised um, in Dubai, born and raised in Dubai, my my family actually brought us back home around maybe two or three years later, back home in the Philippines, right? And so I we stay we lived in Manila, I believe Las Piñas, and I just live, you know, understand how how life is in the Philippines, and so with that, that's how I've come to know how to speak or converse in, in, in Tagalog. Uh-huh. So, uh, so Tagalog is my, is, is my, I guess, my main language, not in Visaya, is it? <laughs> so, but you learned how to speak Tagalog when you visited the Philippines? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, so when you brought- a few years later, they brought us back to Dubai and I believe five or six years later, that's when we immigrated to Canada. You lived in Dubai and then moved to the Philippines for a while. Is that did I get that right, or did you visit the yes, Philippines? Yes. Oh, for how long again? I believe because I was really young. I was very, very young. So I'm probably not really, really accurate. That's okay. <laughs> I was probably like maybe four or five years old, but it felt like we were in the Philippines for maybe four years. Whoa! I believe. Yeah, for four years. Yeah, I mean, I may be wrong, but I'm not really sure because it felt to me as a kid, it felt like it was longer, but I'm not sure. I may be wrong about that. But yeah, it felt like between three to four years in the Philippines and then we moved back to Dubai. 
But the decision behind it was that your parents wanted you to just understand the culture and learn the language. Or was there anything? Was there any other reason behind that move? So no, because they really wanted us to to really understand the culture, like our our, our Filipino roots, because they they didn't want to raise us outside of the Philippines, not knowing um, how to speak it, how to understand it, and not really know like who we. You know, because you really want to pass it down to us, you know? Like, I love that. Like the, yeah. And, um, yeah, and we, the three of us, um, well, my younger brother wasn't born yet, but um, the, when the three of us was there, like, we really lived, like, you know, going through kindergarten school for me and my older siblings, because, yeah, going through elementary and, you know, going to school in a gypneys, <laughs> you know, like, and um, waking up. Eating pandesal and stuff. Yeah, it's just, it was just it was really an interesting um, childhood. Actually, being especially being young and being exposed to a different country and adjusting and trying to adapt. Yeah, it's like you know, kids are very uh, kids tend to be like sponges, and they when they learn something, they, they absorb it. Right. So it's yeah. your story is interesting because most kids um third culture kids i meet and and, and speak to they're born in their motherland and then they move abroad and then they visit time to time especially during the summers but yours is kind of like taking it to another level with uh living a uh, born and raised in dubai move to the philippines for a couple years come back okay yeah. and then go to Canada. How was that like, how was that like for you? You moved to three different countries. Did you ever get confused in what language to speak? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually. To add on more to that story was, because um, my dad was also living, was working, I believe, was working in Indonesia and in Korea. Okay. Because um, he, 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 he was an engineer. And so he would just work in Indonesia and Korea. And so he could just like fly over just to visit us and just to see how we're doing. And my mom was, was working in Dubai. Mm. So they just brought us home there. And yeah, it's so he could just like easily just visit us and just check up, check us up a little bit. When I went home to the Philippines, you know, learning like the basic, like, because like, my first few languages was because, you know, they teach English first, mm-hmm. right? You know, like the alphabets and stuff, and then they add the NYE and the NG, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, like, helps you to get the gist of it. So understanding, you know, like, learning how to speak Filipino, like, the songs, like, the, the nursery rhymes. So being exposed to that was, was really cool. But when I moved back to Dubai, I that's where I got confused because, like, I just learned how to speak. Filipino and English. Right. And now you want me to learn Arabic? So it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in, in Dubai, they make you, they make it mandatory to learn Arabic. And I was horrible at it. Oh, I, I was horrible at it too. Because like you're with these kids. I was probably like in grade one and you're with these kids that know how to read and write Arabic. And I'm just sitting there. I know how to read and write Filipino. I don't know. I'll try to catch up. It was it was actually really difficult. It was hard, and I had to learn fast. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you something. I, I grew up. I was born in the Philippines. I was in Bahrain for seven years, and then I moved to Dubai. But the language they taught us in Bahrain for school was French and English. So I come to Dubai. Okay. Yeah, but I come to Dubai, and they made oh, it's Arabic, and it was in grade three, and I had no idea how to answer because it. it was like my dad didn't I don't I don't blame it on him but it was I, I was like we we have Arabic for a subject and I have to pass yeah. this and yes. I remember how like I was like having cold sweats because I couldn't even answer the test so I because like the Arabic letters are different right they don't use yes. English letters just like how the Philippine Philippine yes. Tagalog is in yeah Tagalog is in English letters so but when I started doing Arabic, I actually like, oh, how do I answer? I remember this one test, I wrote the words in, er- uh, in English letters to spell out what I wanted to say. And it was just so oh. bad because I was like, this, I don't like this. I hate this. 
And it's difficult because like from English to Filipino, you know, language, you write from left to, to right, right. But in Arabic, it's from right to left. Yeah. Right? It messes you, you up. You used to that. Right? <laughs> It's yeah. It's so confusing. And the numbers, the letters, and the phrases. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I noticed that with you, your, your stories, like, every time when you're just about to settle, like, <laughs> you move yes. to a different country. So, like, what was it like to come yeah. to Canada and be and be like, okay, they speak English here. But what was, yes. how, what was the hard part of assimilating in Canada when you, when you migrated? The hardest part? Oh, gosh. Because you know how over the years, like in Dubai, I've made... Actually, going back... Let's go back to Dubai. My parents actually brought us... Took us to a Filipino school in Dubai. Okay. Yes. And that's that's how I actually learned more about Filipino. Like the, the language. And that's how I okay. really learned how to speak Filipino properly. But uh, I don't really know how to speak formally anymore. Because I've been speaking informally for... I don't know, for the last, I guess, 15 years now. Right, right. <laughs> But yeah, but I grew with a lot of friends. I, I made a lot of friends with them. And um, and so moving to Canada for me was just hard because I have to adapt again. You know, yeah. like I know it's like I know it's it's, it's for the best, uh, for, like for, for the four of us. But yeah, moving there was hard because I have to try to um, fit in, you know, like. Learning a new language, which is French, I was like, "Here we go. This is this is the same thing all over again." Which is like Arabic, but this time it's French. Oh, you had to learn French in yeah. Canada. Yes, we had to. Oh. So I was just like, "Oh my god, this will never end." <laughs> it's cool. It's good though. It's good that I got, I have the opportunity. I was given the opportunity to learn a language, and because not not very many people have that opportunity to, mm. and so I try not to really complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, French is used in a lot of other countries besides Canada. You can move around. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't really do very well with French. Uh, but I, I I, asked for Spanish because it's very, very similar to Filipino. So I knew I could get by. But it, yeah, it, I, I had more fun with Spanish than French, honestly. <laughs> but um, assimilating to um, Canada, though, it was a huge adjustment. I was, I felt really homesick because uh, I was in a place where I had to start all over again yeah. with new yeah. friends, new language, weather, coming from a plus 50 country to a minus 40. It's like my body was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually get that because people think I'm, I'm being like being extra. Yeah, and um, yes, yes. because we, I come from, we come from the the desert, and yes. like I don't know if you, yeah, you're right. We were there. Um, you were there when I was like plus fifty. People don't believe you, or believe me, yeah. not you, when you say yes. like when I say like, oh hey, yeah, this is you're hot. Your summer is nothing like our summer because I remember when you take a shower, it's not even the heater on, and the water is boiling hot. Yes. It's yes, boiling right? hot, right? And then, like our summers, it's it's over fifty degrees, and it's there's actually a, a law in, in in Dubai that if if it's over, I think fifty degrees, you shouldn't. People aren't allowed to work under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I moved to England, and then I moved here in the Philippines, and ever since I landed the Philippines, I've actually developed all kinds of allergies. And yeah, to my skin because, and, and I remember speaking to a dermatologist about it and she was like, yeah, I see why. Cause your body's probably still like, what is going on? Like you go to yeah. heat, then you go to cold and then you go to tropical and it's the high humidity and it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. I, no, I believe you. I, I honestly <laughs> believe you. Living here in Canada was yeah, I felt really homesick, honestly, because it's just the cultures. I, I was in culture shock because you know how Philippines is. It, Philippines can be conservative, but in a very like, yeah, they're they're conservative, um, and there's Dubai conservative, right? Mm. Like how they dress, how mm -hmm. you speak, how you approach people, and then you come here. I, I came here to Canada. It's more everyone's more like open, 
Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're free to do everything. So the back of my mind, I'm like, are you sure? I'm not? Like, <laughs> you know, where, where certain things that I'm not allowed to wear in Dubai or, you know, be judged at like the clothes that I wear in the Philippines. Like, am I allowed to wear that? Like, you know, just, just like shorts and a tank top. Because yeah. when you wear shorts and tank top in Dubai, it's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, exactly. It's hot on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how? when did you realize, okay, I'm okay now in Canada. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all right here. This is, I'm normal now. Like, did you ever reach that point? Yes, I believe once I finished, once I actually did one, one whole year of school, because that's when I finally found, like, a few people that were in the same, you know, like, the same, I guess, something. I found something in common with a few people, mm-hmm. um, I guess, in junior high. And when I started having friends, that's when I realized, okay, I think, I think I'm think i okay. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed that I was already losing my uh, connection with the people back home, like in Dubai, with my friends there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I expected that's when I accepted to just move on and move forward. I was probably in grade. You had to grow up really fast and catch on like yesterday. (laughs) Like yesterday. Let's fast forward to this year. Well, actually the last two years. When did you and your partner get engaged? Or your husband get get engaged? Uh, We got engaged in October of 2020. 2020. Yes, October. Yes, October 2020. Well, okay, so go, let's let's go back there. In October 2020, the pandemic already happened. So, what was it like mm-hmm. to plan in the midst of a pandemic? How oh did you gosh. know? How did you know that? Okay, I'm gonna have this kind of wedding and this kind of wedding because, like, I had I know people who who actually had to cancel everything and just do a Zoom wedding. Yeah, I'm sure you yes. heard of that. Yes, or or just like do a do the inevitable and just do a court wedding a court like just yes. just sign just do just sign the legal papers and get done with it or some people just got yes. married at the bat in their backyard so how did you yes. what was going on in your mind during like from october 2020 to march 2022 like what was that um, honestly yeah honestly it was it was stressful in a way but at the same time you we were having fun <laughs> that's great that, that's great <laughs> Yeah, like, even though, like, that was already happening, like, you know, around the world, wedding planning wasn't really, it was stressful, mind you, because in the, in our relationship, I'm the introvert, and Jeffrey's the extrovert, oh. and he loves planning, and I'm, I'm more of like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we, we work, we work as a team, honestly, and... And seeing all these different weddings of people getting married, just, you know, eloping or or just going to court or, you know, yeah, like you said, like just getting married in the backyard. Honestly, like the way how weddings are now because of the pandemic has changed in a way that it's more focused on like intimate, like what, uh, I guess, family now. It's, that, it's really all about family. Mm. Right? And I, li- I like it. And I like it. Like, although I know ours was like 150 people, but those 150 people are the people that we truly invited because it's because we were really close to them. Yeah. You know? They and must have been honestly, in your community. Like the people you were seeing, uh, you grew up yes. with and moved there with you. Yes. And so it, it's really about like, you know, picking the people that's like, have always been with you over the years and and that's what the i guess what the pandemic really taught us especially during wedding planning yeah. and yeah it, it honestly brought us like closer with a few people like with some certain people and, and yeah and we love the experience of it although i know some some couples didn't like it because they've always dreamed of having like you know a huge wedding yeah. and but sometimes like it just happens like I guess for a reason, right? It's just to be close with your family. Yeah, I think it's also it's also a privilege I find to be close to your family during that time. Yes. Speaking of that, that is a family is I have to say very if not Asian Filipino oriented value. 
Were there Filipino traditions that you practiced when you were going, uh, when like towards before and during your wedding? Like I don't know, pamanhikan, for example. Yes. Yeah, we do. We, yeah, because it was funny because um, our wedding theme we decided we we decided to be as is a traditional Filipino with a modern twist. Right. So I meaning. It was we kind of gave it in a way. There's some moments that not that's not really traditional. So yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to keep it like traditional, traditional, right? Because it's it's hard. <laughs> but yeah, we did the pamamanhikan. Um, Wait, before we continue, what is pamanhikan? Like, can you explain to the listeners what is pamanhikan in your oh, simple? Sure. Oh gosh. <laughs> So, a pamamanhikan basically means is when the husband-to-be's family is going to be bringing his family to um, the future wife's, uh, future bride's house to meet her family. And it's a way to to get everyone together mm-hmm. and be as one, one big family. And that's how they uh, exchange, like, their values um, from one another, and and they and they share and they share like this beautiful moment of <laughs> of getting to know each other. And I, I know uh, in Google it said that the, usually like the grandmas or the lolas and lolos would like you mm-hmm. know talk in the corner and talk about like the financial stuff. <laughs> that's like you know way too traditional, but yeah, we yeah, yeah. do that obviously. But I know that the guy has to bring in like the food and everything. Yeah. It's just like a way of of to I guess symbolize that he will provide for the future bride. I like that. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> um and yeah, it was it was a beautiful experience, honestly. I loved it. I'll I'll tell you a little bit of a uh, I, I Googled what Tamahikan means while you were talking. And it yeah, it's pretty interesting. The meaning of the word pamamanhikan is derived from the word panhik, to climb, which means to ascend or climb the house's stairs. This may sound strange, and you perhaps wonder why this has anything to do with your with asking parents for your marriage approval. But you're right. Um, pamanhikan is the groom gaining the first approval for the bride to be right to be parents by asking their daughter's hand. So is there like actually a formal moment between your 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 husband and your father or it was just like okay this is it like they were, they were just celebrating. Um there there wasn't but the only moment that there was a formal moment was when we waited inside the house and waiting for them to come in because oh. I honestly wanted to step out of the house and welcome them but then my parents were like no Traditionally, you're supposed to stay home, and you have to wait for all of them to come in the house. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I mean, I've seen it and and TV. When we were growing up, we had TFC, the Filipino channel, right? And yes. I would see like TV shows and movies having this moment, and I I used to think, oh, that's pretty traditional. But now that I think about it, during this day and age of dating, like you know what? I'm not gonna say no to this. Like if if, mm. if when that time comes, I I would I think this is this has a lot of some some symbolism. Like it respects the the man yes. side respects the the bride to be's family, and mm-hmm. and not many like there's a lot of modern relationships where they don't really go directly and ask the parents hand in mar- their daughter's hand in marriage. It's not that common yeah. anymore. So question did did is Jeffrey right? Your, yes. your Jeffrey. So did Jeffrey ask your parents before he proposed to you as well? Yes, he did. And it was this is actually really funny. It's a funny story because to tell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny because like during the pandemic we were working from home. So obviously you're with your partner. I was with my partner all day, okay. like for the whole two years. So obviously I know when he's going for his meetings and I know where he's going. And there was just one day where he was just dressed. He was dressed so well. And then he looked so like, I, I remember this in the back of my head because he looked so different. It felt different because something was up, but I don't know what it was. But I was so busy to even like, <laughs> he left like he was about to leave. And he was where he, he dressed so well. 
And I was like, where are you going? Nice. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I just, and you, you just looked at me. I have, I have this really important meeting. And <laughs> I just, I, I have to go. And like, you look so serious. And it, lo- and, and it felt like it was a serious, a serious meeting. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go. Make sure you drive safe and everything. And then he's like, by the way, it's, it's gonna, I'm, I won't be home for a while, okay? I'm like, okay, that's fine. I didn't even know. When I found out about that, when I found out that it was actually um, him asking um, my, uh, my parents, my hand in marriage, my, he actually went to buy flowers for my mom, uh, ro- roses for my mom, yes, <laughs> and then bought, I guess, a Japanese whiskey for my dad. Your boy knows, your boy knows how to yeah. do it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And when, apparently when he stepped into my parents' house, and as soon as my my, my, my husband walked in with, like, obviously a bouquet of roses and a, a box of, like, Japanese whiskey, my parents already knew what he was going to do. And the first thing, they didn't even say anything. My dad just walked up to him and just hugged him. <gasps> didn't even say anything he was just like I, that, that's what I heard and he just like you know went up to him and hugged him but my mom was my mom is very um she's an introvert like me mm-hmm. um she likes to uh observe and evaluate the situation first wait so they didn't know <laughs> they didn't know he was coming for that reason no I, I don't think so I don't uh, he didn't really tell me if they asked if they were home or anything mm-hmm. but I think he just showed up Okay, brave boy. Brave boy. Yes, very, very brave. <laughs> 10 yeah. points for Gryffindor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and my mom just, you know, talked to him a little bit and made sure that, you know, you know what parents do. Just wanted to ask a few questions, grilled him a little bit, but no, it turned out really well. And yeah, they were happy. Yeah, and he came home while I just, I don't remember him coming home, but I just remembered the goal. Oh, probably just a big meeting. Maybe he's just tired or something. <laughs> Man, that could do a lot yeah. to a guy. Like, he must have been mentally preparing his his words. The guy went to get your dad whiskey, Japanese whiskey at that, roses. Like, he must have gone an early morning shift to go to the store to get those things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk more about the actual wedding. Allison, do you, like, did you do, I mean, I read up, on this and I grew up going to some Filipino weddings. I'm not sure if it happened to yours, but I always thought that these these items or these things that they do is in normal weddings. And I realized maybe just a couple of years ago it's not it's a Filipino thing. So things like, for example, did you have the coins, the cord, the wedding cord, the light can so I didn't know that was a Filipino thing. So yeah, did you can you tell us more about what other uh, traditions, yeah, Filipino traditions, did you follow for the wedding itself? Yes. So yeah, I made sure to follow the aras, which is like the coins, the cord. I made sure to follow and and the veil, because I and uh, also the candles. So I really wanted that to incorporate in our wedding because because I wanted to continue on with the traditional Filipino wedding. And it meant a lot to us and and the values of it and the whole meaning about it. And we, that's just who we are. And we want to pass that tradition down to our future kids, you know, what truly, what it truly means to be a Filipino, especially getting married in a, you know, traditional um, Filipino wedding. We, we just wanted to just like value that, like as, as part of our marriage. Because we eventually, when we have kids, we want to to raise them with traditional Filipino values. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, I find that incredible. It's like inspiring. Like if one day when I have kids, I would I would want to do the same. But mm-hmm. can, you know those the thing? What did you say? Aras? How do you spell that? Um, I think it's A R R A S. Aras, or it could be A R A S. I'm not sure. But yeah, it means the coins. The coin. So this, I'm sure it has some symbolism. So the coins must mean like prosperity. Yes, yes, it does. And the cord means. Uh, I believe it's to keep, keep our um, bond together. It's like a, it's like an infinity kind of bond. And, and I believe. 
and <laughs> it's okay. And and the cord I remember is like a number eight itself that's put on yes. the, mm-hmm. on the, on the bride and the groom, right? Yes. Then um, the candle. Um, I remember going for other weddings. Is it just one candle? Is it two candles? Or what? What's the story behind the candle? So the story about the candles is when my mom, uh, we gave the two ga- candles to my mom and to Jeffrey's mom, and so they're both holding um, like this, you know, just like a just like a random like a normal candle, mm-hmm. and then they go, I believe. They go to a candle on the altar. They light it up together, and then, and then we we have like this one candle in the middle in, in the middle of me and Jeffrey, and they light it up. And it's called a unity candle. It's it's oh. it symbolizes to to unite two families into one. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love yes. these things. Yeah. All right, but anyway, so yeah, going back. All right, so what else? What else was quite Filipino for your wedding? Did you guys have the money dance? Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. We had the wedding dance, and I noticed that actually it worked because at previous weddings, I noticed that the money, the Canadian money, because um, it's made out of plastic, they can't poke holes. You know how you use a pin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And people were able to, whoa, that's so cool. Because usually you just use tape, right? Because the Canadian money. Um, yeah, we did the um, Filipino money dance. It was it was fun. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to experience that. I, I think the first time I ever saw the money dance was when I was like four years old. And I attended... Yeah. I, I think I attended a wedding reception for obviously a Filipino wedding in, in Bahrain. And I thought, again, this was normal, right? And then back then, the presents, you could see the fridge. Like somebody put a fridge and uh, bought a fridge and put a bow on top of it. And I was just like, this is, this is what weddings look like. And uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It's like, ah, oh, so you put money on, you pin the money on the groom and the bride. And oh, yeah. this, 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 is, this is it. Like, this is what, it makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, so for those people who don't know what this is, it's really, the money dance is really the, it's, it's, I think the, the guests put money on the, the groom and bride and that it actually, actually goes to the groom and bride at the end of it all, right? It's, yes, it's like yes, blessings yes. as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and can I ask, do you have, did you have ninongs and ninangs for your wedding? Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, for his side, I believe there was... Three and then there's, I think three to four on his side. I'm, I'm just thinking this on top of my head. Three to four on his side, and then there's also three to four on my side. So it, it was, yeah. I I loved um, asking your. It's like you're proposing to them too, right? And we loved asking them to be our nuns and nuns because, like, we asked them in a way that you know we want you to be our nuns and nuns because we look up to you a lot. Mm-hmm. And your marriage is the kind of marriage that we want. We want, yeah. So, ninongs and ninangs, is there a translation for that in English? I think, well, we call it godparents. Ninong is godfather and ninang is godmother. And in Filipino, I mean, uh, well, Catholic, because we're uh, Filipinos are heavily Catholic. Um, We have ninongs and ninangs at baptism. At confirmation, yeah. so this is one of the sacraments, and then you also have them at, in your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't I get, think there is. It's it's probably called a uh, first sponsor. Oh, yes, a first sponsor. Yeah, it's like one of the sponsors. It's weird because it says Nino and Nino, but that sounds like something different. <laughs> I think the Nino Nino actually feels more homey compared to the sponsor. I guess yes. I don't understand why you'd say sponsor. <laughs> it's it's actually a lot difficult to explain it to a different well, to a person that's in a different culture. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't feel the same. No. Right? No, no, no. Because like if you yeah. look at mm, other weddings, you see, okay, there's a groom and a bride, there's a ring bearer, a flower girl, and then the bridesmaids and the groomsmen, the priest. That that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So, yeah. I should have started with this question. Allison, what was your dream wedding? Oh, gosh. My dream wedding, <laughs> it wasn't really about, you know, like, you know, the typical um, girl's dream wedding with, like, 
it wasn't really about having a big wedding. It was just more about finding finding the right person for me. It wasn't really about what it looked like, what I would be wearing, what the colors would be, or you know, who's going to be invited. It wasn't really about that. It was just really about the person that I really want to be with. How is he going to be like? How is our marriage going to be like? So it wasn't really about the wedding day. <laughs> okay. And when you wore that dress, the actual wedding dress, not your Filipiniana, the one from the Philippines that you were talking about, how did it yeah. feel like? Like when you wore the dress for, because I think you you must have shipped your your wedding dress from the Philippines to Canada. Yes, and you never got to try it on right before it was sent out. Obviously, or yes. did you fly here? Yes, yeah, it was it was all by by I guess chance. <laughs> Jeffrey actually measured me, and he know. By the way, he knows how to measure. So if anyone needs anything measured, he is the best. <laughs> That's amazing. I fit perfectly. Uh, but when I first wore my first Filipinian in the Philippines, I felt, I felt that I, I felt beautiful in a way. I when I look at myself in the mirror, I felt that I wanted to wear it again, but mm-hmm. I don't know when Wait. I was gonna wear it at all. Yeah. I felt like a princess. I felt I felt like a whole different person wearing it. I I felt important. <laughs> mm. And I felt because when I walked out of the dressing room and when I wore it, a lot of people were looking at me. And it made me feel special. So yeah. when you got when you your 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 dresses got delivered to, to Canada, was there like um a dress like did you try it on? What was the story behind that? Like, how did it feel to open those dresses and just did you just share show show it to your mom? Did you get the girls oh. to come in, or it was just like okay, I'm gonna try um, it? <laughs> as soon as I saw it, because we got married during winter, because we wanted a winter wedding, right? Um, so we got married in March. Uh, obviously, wearing a Filipiniana Filipina oh god during winter is. <laughs> Usually they're very like, I, I don't know, I may be wrong, but I noticed that maybe during the summertime, the fibers are usually like very, you know, I know they're itchy, yeah. but I know they're very um, stiff, like soft and stuff. Uh-huh. But when it's during the winter time, it's like extra stiff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But when I, obviously, because we were working from home, I had to bring the whole, it, it came in as a huge box, right. a huge, huge box with my dress. And six, sorry, six, seven, eight, eight other dresses in it. Because it's uh, my bridesmaids and both the moms, right? And my dress. So it's like extra, like yeah. it was heavy. Um, but when I brought my dress, I brought the box upstairs because Jeffrey was in the meeting here at home. And obviously you can't see it. But when I wore it, I was like, it felt it felt the same. It felt the same as the first thing I wore. The first Filipina dress I wore in SM Manila. <laughs> Shout out to SM for giving this one, this amazing moment, this beautiful moment inspired. <laughs> yes, it turned out to be a big Filipino wedding. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and when I wore it, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take it off. I was just like, can I just sit here for like a while and just wear it? And yeah, I, I honestly felt the same way when I. You were the first one. Aww. Did yeah. your, I guess I'll give you a last question. Uh, did your wedding turn out how you dreamt it to be? How so? Yes. Yes, it did. Our wedding turned out to be so beautiful. And we were surrounded by so many people that were just so happy and very supportive. And, and everyone was just so energetic. And, and we truly felt everyone's love. On our wedding day, and we, me and Jeffrey, when we sat on our table because we had a sweetheart table, and we just looked around and we're like, we did it. We we got married, and I can't believe all these people are here today to celebrate our special day. And it's just so nice having to see everyone coming together finally. Because two days before um, our wedding, they find our our government finally um, opened up like. Wow, perfect. Yes, because we were celebrating on, I think, two weeks before. And they're like, oh, um, 
there are no the restrictions were lifted in March first, and our wedding was on March fifth. And when we found out, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's everyone's gonna be there, and finally, you don't have to stress about you know who can make it or you know send those 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 awkward text messages or phone calls telling them sorry you can't make it because yeah. of the restrictions but finally like we felt so relieved and we were so so happy that everyone could make it and everyone was just having so much fun because it was post pandemic you know everyone was just like happy to be be with their families and everyone was just dancing dancing like you know with with friends for the first time in two years right so it was it was kind of like a combination of a wedding and a reunion and a party yeah just everyone just being together so it was perfect it was it was a beautiful moment to see everyone <laughs> wow you got me all smiles actually i was quietly listening to everything because i get all like fuzzy inside um <laughs> well i have i usually do this for almost of uh the guests on the show and i usually ask quick fire questions so if you don't mind i'll just run them through run them through and then yeah. just one okay. yeah just, it's a quick fire question answer okay let's go uh honeymoon in maldives or honeymoon in any island of the philippines <laughs> maldives <laughs> wow what is your go-to comfort food um it would be korean food okay what would you cook <laughs> if you were angry what would i cook i wouldn't even cook i'd go to mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> all right opm hits or 90s r&b opm hits Oh yeah, what's your what's your what's your favorite OPM song? Uh, it would be Regina Velasquez, "Kung May Babalik Ko Lang." Wow, that's specific. <laughs> okay, you've thought about yeah. this. This must be your your your, yeah. your 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 karaoke song. Okay, okay. Would yeah. you, would you leave Canada to relocate? Uh, honestly, if if things were okay, I would. Yeah. But you know, but I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready to adapt again. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> okay. What was your first dance song in the wedding reception? It's "Can't Help Falling in Love" um, by Kim Grimes. Oh, that's what they played in Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> okay. What language do you think in? English. Okay. What is your love language? Oh yes, I like physical touch. Is my number one, and my second is uh, words of affirmation. Yeah, clearly you and I yeah. do these quizzes and they <laughs> and check and read that book just to know what is your love language. But actually, that <laughs> those those books are very helpful for this day and age. <laughs> also, with friends, it's important with friends too. Yeah, true, true. Finally, what is uh, this is the last question. Where is home for you? Where is home for me? Home for me is with Jeffrey. Anywhere in the world with Jeffrey. That's always where my home is. <laughs> well, Allison, congratulations on your wedding. I'm months in late, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, this was thank great, you. and you did really, really well. Uh, I got actually. There's so many things that you've incorporated in your wedding that I think. How many people would have done? Um, they wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest. But uh, I'm 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 happy and proud that you really raised our flag um, in the little things and in the big things of the entire planning and all the way to the end to the wedding. And now in your life, very happy for yeah. you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me and being a part of, a part of this. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, and uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do a different twist actually, because you know I've talked about I, the the whole story about the podcast is speaking to Asian immigrants and just mm-hmm. learning their stories of if they stayed in their motherland, if they left, and then and did they just like what did they do if they 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 stayed if if they thrived wherever they were. So, and I kind of want to capture the woes, the winds and everything in between. So like for your, your story, I love the, um, the angle of the Filipino wedding cause it's lighter and it just feels so good. Anybody like loves, I mean, anybody loves listening to love stories. It's a kind of thing 
that is positive and inspiring. So it's it, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for waking up so early. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. This is definitely an experience, and I love, I loved it. Stories are powerful, and more so when they represent and connect the narrative of many who lived through it. Thank you for listening to the Pariah Peaks, a platform for Asian immigrants to share their lives, woes, and wins. If you enjoyed listening. Follow and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcast. Catch you in the next episode. <laughs>